Uh Okay, welcome folks. I have Melissa here from Forest Frenchies. I figured it's a really great time to bring her in. She is a breeder and I get a lot of questions um, from you guys about um, breeders and breeding and things as such. So I figured why not bring in a specialist since that's what she does. So welcome Melissa um, to the live. So what I wanna start um, by talking about is, um, hold on, give me a second here. So the questions I get, um, ideally when people look for breeders, they're like, okay, you know, they either get a recommendation from a friend or, you know, their vet. But ideally, if I didn't know any of these things, where is the best place to look for a breeder and what type of breeder should I be looking for? Um, yeah, so there's a lot of places that you can look. I, I love what you said, you know, firsthand um, referral is definitely best. Um, cause then you get an experience based, um, personal experience. Google searching is good. If you know what breed you're looking for, you mm-hmm. can look online, um, in your state, you can say like, I, I obviously specialize in French bulldogs. So I'll use them as an example, but you can say, you know, French bulldogs in Maine, French bulldogs in Massachusetts, French bulldog breeders. Um, also the AKC website does have yeah. a listing of breeders. I will just say that as long as you're registered with the AKC, you can pay for that listing. Um, and that's basically how that works. So any breeder um, that wants to pay for that listing is able to. And mm-hmm. I would still vet them as you would any other breeder. Um, and Facebook mm-hmm. groups, um, yep. you can look on Facebook groups for your specific breed. If you like German Shepherds or mm-hmm. if you like different and you're not sure, definitely follow a few different ones to kind of get an idea of is this dog breed right for me and is this no, breed right for me exactly and right here i talk a lot about that like go you know getting dog breeds you know of course you want to get the cute dog or you know the big dog or whatever dog but you have to think about what dog is right for your family and choosing that breed that correlates so you know if you want a lap dog then you want to choose a breed that likes to lay around if you're a hiker then you want to choose a breed that likes to go you know athletic or agility or whatever it may be so melissa is right by choosing like a breed that's good for your family so when they look for a breeder um are there certain red flags or things they should look for? Like once they Google them, like, hey. Um, I kind of lost you audio-wise there for a second there. Um, but I think what you're asking is what type of questions that we should ask our breeder. Yeah, so I actually manage a few different groups on Facebook, and one of them is um, French Bulldogs of Central Massachusetts. And on that page, I have a post that I actually made with a list of questions, and I'm just quickly a couple questions off of that. Um, Questions to ask dog breeders that you're interested in buying from, and this is any breed. Um, Do you DNA health test your dogs? What health testing do you do? Will you video chat? Do you allow us to come to your home? And please, if a breeder says no, um, understand that it's for the safety of their dogs and family. And if that's if you want to see the dog in person, that's okay. Go with a breeder that does allow the home visits. Yeah, for you if if it doesn't match up. Pictures of the parents, vet references, maybe past client references. Yeah. How long have you been breeding? How many litters do you do per year? How mm-hmm. many 
factors do you have your female have? Um, if people are breeding their female five, six, seven times, that might be a red flag for you. Okay. Um, how do you socialize your puppies? And um, a copy of the contract is always a great question. So you know um, where mm -hmm. the back end there. Yeah, I think a lot of, um, well, not, I can't say I speak for everyone, but can you talk about the importance of why you do the DNA testing and why they should be mindful of that? Yeah, absolutely. In every breed, um, there is breed specific conditions, um, genetic conditions that they're predisposed to potentially. And they can be a non-carrier. They can carry one copy of the gene or they can carry, copy, uh, excuse me, carry two copies of the gene. Mm -hmm. And by knowing, by doing the breed-specific DNA testing, it helps us as a breeder um, eliminate dogs from our breeding program or accept them into our breeding program. And I personally do DNA health testing breed-specific for all of my dogs. And the ones that pass the testing we do use for breeding as long as they are, you know, good temperament and all these other things. Um, but it really helps me um, know that all of the puppies are DNA health clear through parentage. And now that okay. doesn't mean that your dog will never get sick or, you know, they might not have something arise because they are a living being. But it does mean that they are not carriers or double carriers of um, genetic conditions. Yep. And so when they, so you have all the health backgrounds and things like that. And I always talk to uh, my clients too, about knowing what are the conditions your breeds are more, um, they can get like, so when I got my lab, they was like, Oh, do you want to do surgery on the head? Because they're more likely to get some type of bone. Oh, look, I'm no breeder or anything. I'm a trainer. They get some type of bone condition. So those are things like Melissa saying, you know, why they do DNA testing that you should look out for. Um, especially if you don't want to pay high vet bills later on in the future as well. So yeah. we spoke about, um, asking about socialization and I talk about that is so, 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 so important. What type of socialization should a breeder be doing in advance that they should know about? Yeah, absolutely. As a breeder, I know what I personally do okay. and what I look for. And I know that there's definitely a range for what people do. I'm very hands-on. Yep. Um, so things that we do are desensitizing to different flooring, different mm -hmm. sounds, cabinet shutting, people coughing, vacuuming. That type of stuff where you may have received a rescue puppy or a dog from somewhere and they were skittish or nervous of certain things. Yeah. We, our hope is to desensitize them from these types of things so that they're really um, just easygoing and understanding of what's going Absolutely. on in their environment. And because they are not fully vaccinated, we do not bring them outside, but we exactly. do introduce them to the different flooring and the other dogs that are fully vaccinated within our home. So they get mm -hmm. that socialization. And then of course, with us, we do one-on-one. -on -one. It's important to separate the puppies and make sure that they get a little bit yeah. of grow. Exactly, the alone time. Oh my God, this is so important. I talk about the importance of socialization and effects of the dog long-term. And I always say, you know, I tell clients the most important time are the first eight weeks. And ideally we don't have them, um, whether we purchase them or get them from the rescue. So it's always important to ask those questions to a breeder 
or, you know, even to a foster um, parent just to see what type of socializations um, taking place. So you are looking for a dog, you do contact a breeder. Please do ask about socialization. So is socialization mandatory with breeding or is that something that you chose to do? It's absolutely not mandatory. And okay. I will tell you that there's a huge range. And that's something that I wrote down is like you, what you get as a breeder can be a breeder who um, whelps their puppies in a $10 plastic kitty pool. And then yep. you have the other range, which is high professional grade whelping boxes and equipment. There is a range of people who treat their dogs very well, but don't really spend a lot of one-on-one -on -one time. And then okay. there's people like myself that study um, the bull hard aptitude testing. And, you know, yep. we, we go a step above to just really um, even litter box training our puppies to give Absolutely. them a step above to be a little more prepared. And how far, yes. how far do our clients do, you, you know, it's a, it's a high maintenance breed specifically. So giving yes. them that leg up helps, right? Exactly. And I can tell you specifically, I purchased um, a Frenchie from Melissa and I was amazed. Um, it was pretty much potty trained, very um, desensitized to all types of sounds. And it just made it so much easier to tr transition the puppy from the breeder to into my home and kind of continue what she had already started. And that's like what I always talk about is just like just putting in the work early so that everything's smooth sailing a little bit later on. Um, so what would you say, I, I know maybe this is not so much breeding, but maybe you would know. Um, what would you say um, the best breed is for busy families? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, that's tough because every breed is different. And then within breed, you get personality. So okay. that's tough. I say like active families just... Be understanding and aware that um, if you want your dog to go everywhere with you and do everything with you, then you definitely need to breed match. If you are a very active outside hikey type of family, you don't bank on getting an active Frenchie. Like make sure that you get an active <laughs> breed dog. While there are many Frenchies that can go on long walks, but, you know, you can't, you don't know that that's what you're going to get. So you do have to breed match. If you are okay with letting your dog stay home while you go hiking and let them be a couch yeah. potato, then it's mm -hmm. okay. Don't specifically breed match for every detail of your life. But it's yeah. something that you really want to take into consideration and understanding that every dog needs attention throughout the day. And I personally don't feel like any dog should be left for six, seven, eight hours every yeah. day. And who who can stay home though? So you get yeah. family, you get friends, you get a dog walker, dog sitter. Of course, you, yep. You know, different, different types of um, things that you can do to have the dog that you want as long as you can provide a good life for that dog as well. Exactly. And do you, so is it, would it be the same um, type of breed match for, because um, I work with a lot of families with children and that's like the biggest thing, the nipping, the biting. Can you actually do a breed match for a dog for kids for like a, for calmness? I don't think so. I, I don't think throw so. it out there. <laughs> no, I, you know, wouldn't that be great? But I think, I think it's so um, individualized, you know, because. Mm -hmm. Even within my, I have five French Bulldogs here and they have such different personalities, you know, and yeah. um, I think that with, when it comes to kids, younger kids, what it is, is all about training your child yes. 
just as much as training your dog. You Absolutely. need to teach kids, right? You have to teach mm-hmm. them when to touch, when not to touch, how to understand the cues from a dog, what the dog is telling you with their ears, mm-hmm. their teeth, their noises, that kind of stuff. And I yep. think that any breed is a good breed for young dogs as long as you put in the work. And you exactly. Mm-hmm. So you all hear that, and I always talk about that putting in the work early. Um, it sounds like it really doesn't matter what breed dog you get, as long as you put in the work early and teach your kids how to, you know, you know, properly play with the dog and be around the dog. In addition to the training of the dog, um, it could all work out to have a dog and a family with the kids. So what I want to ask you is the top two questions that I get about breeding and this all goes back to the contract okay so the first question that the top question i get is why do i have to spay or neuter my dog if i purchased my dog why yeah that's a great question why there's a lot of reasons um um you know safety first first and foremost the safety of your dog would you want to ever deal with an accidental pregnancy what would that look like what would you have yeah. to do in that situation um termination of pregnancies in dogs is not something that you want to have to deal with it's very risky and it's very dangerous and they'll just spay your dog anyway um yeah. i think if you don't plan on breeding your dog, then there's really no reason not to spay or neuter. It's more a matter of when, you know, when is it good? And there's a lot of varying discussion in the veterinary world about that. Um, As a breeder for my program, I personally recommend waiting for males until they are over one years old and for females past their first heat. And that's to allow them the hormonal development that will mm-hmm. give them um, the, the build and the, the bone structure that they, they really would lack if they get um, early spay and neuter, they have found yep. uh, can, can affect their growth. But also, um, there's actually health um, complications. The biggest one for females is something called pyometra, and it's... Okay. A very scary um, infection of the uterus that can occur during sleep cycles and okay. it's dead. And it's not something that you really want to risk your dog going through. So those are just yeah. a few reasons. Yeah, and it's, and it's, and, you know, it's more than just, you know, it's, they're pushing a you know dog out like in a pregnancy, like there's plenty of complications that can take place. Um, is something that you can't pretty much do on your own. It sounds like in addition to other help for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's really okay. dangerous. I mean, there's a lot of risk involved with, with breeding and especially French bulldogs. Um, we don't yeah. well breed naturally. They require C-sections and um, well, there are some dogs that can, there's always the risk that a puppy will get stuck and then you're risking your dog as well as the litter and, Nobody, nobody wants to risk their babies and their, their, their kids, you know? So, staying mm-hmm. uh, and neutering is, I think, in, in a contract because as a breeder, we care so, so much about our dogs and we care. Our, the puppies that we provide to our clients yes. uh, are our babies first. And I especially love them first. And I just want to know that they're going to get the best life possible. And yep. um, that is, that is, being spayed and neutered, you know, to be yeah. Yep. And the second question I get, which I understand, but I don't, you know, the cost, 
why does it cost so much to purchase a dog? Um, and if you don't know, um, the cost can be anywhere between two to 10,000 plus. So can you talk a little bit about why it costs so much? Yeah, definitely. Um, I will first say that as a breeder, we pay two to three times, sometimes even more, a lot of times even more than what puppy uh, pet clients, excuse me, what pet clients pay because we are breeding and we are going to receive a profit, hopefully, eventually. Right. But um, vet bills, gas mm -hmm. bills, um, if you even pay yourself for your time, you're you're doing great. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I have an incubator. I have an oxygen concentrator. We have kennels. We have dozens and dozens of blankets and whelping. And I have fluids and just, I mean, a rollaway cot. My bedroom is mm -hmm. probably five away and I sleep on a rollaway cot next to yeah. the new mamas and their puppies because it's important to me. So, mm -hmm. um, and on top of that, um, our, our breeding related vet bills are astronomical. Yes. Um, yes. you know, I, I joke and say that, oh, sorry, I joke and say that mm -hmm. I keep my vet's light bills on, you know, because <laughs> we're, we're uh -huh. there so often. And, then and then there's so many other costs that we just sure. don't even talk about the losses, you know, that's really hard to talk about. And then mm -hmm. for for us, it's stud fees that range into the thousands, um, you know, and it really depends on on where you are on your level and who you're working with. But yep. our breed especially is of the more expensive and it's because of, of the testing that goes involved um, mm -hmm. to time things. Sometimes my progesterone testing has raised over $800 and then my girl didn't take. So I was out several thousand for the stud fee, 800 for the progesterone and so on and so on. And she never got pregnant. And yeah. then you have to start over. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, folks, this is why it costs so much. I mean, this, and then think of the food too, you know, and the, it's a lot, a lot of goes into breeding. Millions, yeah. The list goes yeah. on and on. And, and I mean, collars, harnesses, trees, mm -hmm. and other staff you may have to hire if you don't want to leave the pump alone, you know, it's yeah. only you, but you have to bring in other people, you know, to watch them. Yeah. So before we wrap up, is there anything else that you think that's important for, you know, folks to know about, you know, getting a breeder or breeding in general that they may not know or any misconceptions? Um, you know, just one little thing I'd like to touch on. I see a lot of um, something that affects breeders is like a dog don't shop. And I used to work in rescue. I worked with Pitbull Rescue. I love Pitbulls. I, I think that rescues yeah. absolutely need homes. Please adopt. Yeah. Absolutely adopt. But I don't think it's an adopt, don't shop type of situation. I think okay. that they're different. You know, I think that you need to go to the shelter and adopt a dog if your life allows for that. If you yeah. have children in your home and you have a very specific idea of what you would like for a dog, then it's okay to shop. It's okay yep. to seek out a reputable breeder who knows the breed and can mm -hmm. help you. And you get a lifetime of support. I, I'm here 24 seven, even on vacation, you know, Absolutely. I get back to them as soon as I can. And you don't get that from a, a shelter dog, you know, you're kind of on your own. And 
Mm-hmm. Again, you still should do it if it's right for you. I just, I just don't love the comparison because we put in, it's just not, it's the apples to oranges. It's not the yeah. same thing. Yeah. And you always have to like going back to choosing whatever's right for your family. If that's, you know, purchasing a dog, going to a rescue or getting, you know, family friend or whatever, you know, um, just you have to do what's right for your family. So um, thank you for giving us all that information on breeding. Um, so do you want to tell folks where they can reach you if they're interested and in even talking about breeding or purchasing a dog from you? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. First yeah. of all, I love chatting dogs. So thanks oh, definitely. for the yeah. <laughs> I am uh, Melissa of Forest Frenchies. We're located in Maine. Um, we have forestfrenchies.com and we also have a presence on Instagram and Facebook, of course. You mm-hmm. can watch our dogs grow and um, see some cute videos and stuff. We have a litter coming up next week, probably a small litter. Um, but we have a couple more plans for the end of the year. And anybody who wants to just chat dogs or has questions about bulldogs in particular, um, I'm your girl. I've got an, my first English bulldog coming next uh, month. So I'm Sorry, really please. excited about that. So okay. venture. And uh, yeah, so if you have any questions, yep. please don't hesitate to reach out. And again, mm-hmm. there are um, Facebook groups, French Bulldogs in Central Massachusetts, French Bulldogs in New England. All those types of ones. So, you know, if you love French bulldogs or whatever breed of dog you do love, find yeah. them and chat, yeah. chat it out, you know? Yeah. yeah. And last question. Um, so does a person have to be from Maine? Could they be from another state to purchase a dog like California or whatever? No, not at all. Actually, okay. the majority of my puppies do go out of state and okay. we're more than happy to coordinate that with you. That's good. And I think that it's okay to search out, outside of the sea. It's a it's a trip and it's it's an adventure. And um, the puppies travel well and they adjust very quickly. Um, and absolutely, seek seek out what you are looking for and where you find it. If that works for you, then go for it. All right. Well, thank you again. Um, thank everyone. Thank you um, everyone for watching. We'll be back next week with another great topic. Um, enjoy the week, and I will see you guys soon. Bye.